Hello and welcome to episode 228 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. And you may hear the acoustics are a little bit different to, to what you're normally used to. That's because I am in a different location, uh, dear listeners. And I'll tell you where. I'll give you a few clues. There are empty bottles of Manabria strewn across the place. There's a couple of Palmer... FC underpants, unwashed, <laughs> a couple of Bengals shirts strewn across the place. It's a, it's a, it's a new experience. I, I am sitting opposite. I'm literally staring at the the great Nathan Palmer. We are in the same room for the first time <laughs> doing the podcast. We've been in the same room for a, before. Um, it's not the sewing room. It is Nathan's kitchen, so it's a bit echo. <laughs> so it's a bit echoier than the uh, uh, the sewing room and what we normally uh, dish up for you every week. But we are in the same room, Nathan. How about that? Well, it's a pleasure to host you, son. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Nice whiff of curry in the air after I've just whipped up a nice prawn curry. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's fa- fabulous to have you and fabulous to see you last night at a meet-up with all the other Bengals fans. So I stayed over at Nathan's last night after the meet-up. Uh, which is very kind of him, and I went to work in London today, and I came back, and there he was cooking a meal, and I thought, this is like this is like a couple, it's like a <laughs> Cincinnati home couple, but listeners, he didn't offer me anything. That, just... That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, I am. It's exciting, isn't it? I mean, we never. You mentioned it. You said we probably haven't been in the same room doing this podcast for like a couple of years. Oh, it's probably 100 episodes, isn't it? Is it, do you reckon? Oh, yeah, I think so. I honestly can't wow. remember the last one. It'd be one of the Christmas ones, maybe, where we won yeah. your, maybe one in the sewing room, honestly. Yeah, I think you're right. Blimey. There we go. Well, uh, we'll see how this goes then, staring at each other's ugly well, mugs throughout the... Throughout the <laughs> if the listeners like it, I don't know what we're going to do. They might not want to go back to us, you know, on our monologues at, at know, home and not knowing when to cut each other off. It's going to be difficult, you know. <laughs> I know. Um... Uh, just a bit of housekeeping before we get to the fun and festivities. Uh, as Nathan mentioned, there was uh, a meetup in London, and of course there was a uh, a simultaneous meetup in Manchester uh, last night. Uh, so thank you so much to everyone who came along. Uh, really well attended as ever. Uh, it was good fun, wasn't it, Nathan? Oh, yeah, excellent. Uh, There's a lot of people at the London one. I think it must have been 45, maybe 50 people. Um, nice mix of people from the UK and the US. Great atmosphere. Um, yeah, it was excellent. Re- you know, really, really enjoyable thing to to attend. Absolutely good to uh, good to catch up with some old friends and meet some new ones, which is what it's all about. And uh, yeah, it's uh, and of course we celebrated a win, which was unusual. Oh. oh. We'll get on to that in a moment, obviously. Just before we uh, go any further, son, I would like to just raise something at the table at the moment. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to get too suspicious here and I don't want to start labelling accusations around, but, you know, I've I've been hearing um, out there in a wide world that you might have um, been on Hear That Podcast Growling with Paul Dania. Uh, earlier this week, and I just want to, I just want to make sure that everything's everything's sort of on the same, you know, the same page with us. And now you come up here groveling, staying at my house, and offering to do the podcast in person. It's just slightly strange movements. I just want to get a yeah. get some clarity on. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, strange movements. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it was. I was. Uh, yeah, I was asked to go well, on okay. last week okay. at, uh, with Paul on here that podcast ground. That was great. He came to you, did he? He did. Um, no, I instructed my agent to go out there <laughs> to get me. <laughs> and uh, no, it was really fun actually because he uh, he <laughs> he was like, we were discussing which topics to uh, well discuss on the podcast, and he said. What's this uh, wheel of misfortune? <laughs> and I explained, and he was like, "Oh, do you, do you think we could do that?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay." So it was a bit of a Cincinnati uh, hear that podcast ground. Well, the wheel's a filthy little thing, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, They're no. getting out there on all different podcasts, you know. She doesn't care. She's yeah. she's she wants to go international. <laughs> yeah, clearly. But no, it was really fun, and you know, obviously, any opportunity to kind of publicise us and yeah, um, yeah. publicise the. The cause uh, is a good thing, and uh, it was kind of quite good fun. Uh, and uh, obviously, speaking with Paul is a is a, is a delight because he's a good guy, and yeah, um, and hopefully you'll be on that again. You'll be well, you know. You know, they say sometimes freeze a crowd, don't they? <laughs> sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> anyway, yeah, huge thanks to Paul for for sorting that out, and you can listen to last week's. I mean, we both actually no, we both. What was the prediction for the Seattle game? I thought we were going to win. He 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 thought that we were going to lose, uh, but we both said it was going to be a high octane <laughs> offensive powwow. And of course, uh, the complete opposite happened, didn't it? Bloody hell! But we'll get again. We'll get. Well, should we just dive straight into it? Oh, let's just get in there, son. Let's let's, let's get, get in the there. Down reacts, and dirty. Let's get the old reaction going. Yes, the Bengals 17, of course, the Seattle Seahawks 13, uh, a really uh, gritty, solid, hard-fought victory that really could have gone the other way at any moment. Oh, grubby, dogged, you know, just a bit filthy really, wasn't it? But in the grand context, absolutely gigantic. And it wasn't pretty. I think it will be over the top to say the Bengals deserve to win that game. But the difference between going into that bye week uh, at three and three versus being two and four is absolutely humongous. Um, So... And that's what Joe Burrow said after the game. You know, it doesn't matter. He's not going to apologise for winning ugly. Sometimes good teams do win ugly and get the job done. And Seattle were a good team as well, um, coming in at three and one themselves. So, you know, you've got to get it done anyway. Obviously, the bye week now gives you two weeks to have a think about what you're doing. You've got the 49ers. But, yeah, not pretty. You've got to see improvement. But fair, fair play. And certainly, like you said on Twitter the other day, Lou Day. Lou Day think they're going to beat them Bengals because Lou Lou was just amazing. Well, not he, well, he was, yeah, but yeah, it was it was the defense like yesterday, wasn't it? it was. Got Lou out there with his helmet on opposite Cam Taylor Britt, just took things into his own hands. <laughs> in the second I've had half. enough. You can't you can't do a job. Do it yourself. Um, yeah, he's, he was amazing and uh, called a great game. And I just I just really impressed with you know because they had given up a lot of chunky chunkiness this year yep. and um, there's been fla- there were flashes last week that they were kind of getting back on track I thought mm. um, just the defensive line was just fantastic you know BJ Hill DJ Reader obviously Hubbard and uh, 
Trey Hendrickson. I read a stat today that um, Geno Smith was um, pressured on 50% of his dropbacks. Mm. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that is genuinely insane. And uh, there's been a lot of questions around the quality of that defensive line. And I do think, you know, from time to time, it's better offensive lines. They do struggle a bit. And Seattle's is not one of the best around the league. But certainly, you know, that was the difference between winning and losing that game. It was ferocious. You've got other guys in there as well, like Cam Sample getting in on the action. So yeah. all around a fantastic performance from them. And Sam Hubbard as well had another fantastic game. You know, he's, such a hard worker. I was going to say, he's, yeah. he's such a good player, man. And... I think we almost take Sam, old mother, for, for granted, really, because he's just really solid all the time. Yep. Uh, but he was he was kind of pressure, five pressures, I think it was, and a sack. Yeah. Um, incredible stuff, really. Um, um, but yeah, he was he was great, and I, I say I think you do take we do take him for granted because he's not a flashy player. He, no. He's normally, you know, more of a run stopper than a pass rusher. But yep. he was really great last night. Hendrickson did, does what he does. He's having a hell of a year, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Hell of a year. now, I believe. Oh, yeah. He's got to be up there with, near with the league leader. Well, he is. He's one behind yeah. TJ Watt yeah. and uh, Danielle Hunter. Or Daniel Hunter, sorry, not Danielle. <laughs> the best free agent signing the Bengals ever made? Oh, that's a good question. I think someone said that the other day, and I can't, off the top of my head. I honestly think he might be. In terms of pure production at a top Not level, Antonio Bryant, then <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, it's 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 a bit of a shallow pool, isn't well, it? Yeah, because exactly, yeah. the Bengals were never known for kind no. of going out and grab. I mean, Antoine Odom looked. Why did I say it like Odom? Odom. Uh, Odom. Um, he was the business for about four it, games, yeah, for about, <laughs> and then he went off a cliff. Not literally. That would be weird. Um, and dangerous for him as well. <laughs> but you remember, didn't he get about nine sacks in one game against Green Bay? He got Green five Bay? against the Packers. And I always remember <laughs> the, the commentary and Antoine Odom is not human. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then he didn't get anything, did he? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think he's up there. Um, I think Reader's a fantastic signing. Well, that's a fair point as well, yeah. I'm just trying to scoot through. I mean, who else would you... Reggie Nelson was great, but he was by trade. But he was a he? trade, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marvin's team didn't really... That, that's the difference, spare. I think, in the front office as well, is that we've talked a lot about the free agents they've brought over. To be fair, yeah, and that yeah. is the one benefit I think Zach can have that Marvin never did. There was never any, you know, free agents of note brought in. You're talking about sort of, you know, players that have been around the league that did work well for us, like your Wallace Gilbreys and yeah. people like that. And, you know, they took a sort of cheap punt on someone like T.O., a Pac-Man Joe's. It was much more, you know, guys with potentially, you know, checkered pass or a cheap, you know, restart yeah, projects right. that well, Marvin... Pac-Man might be up there as no, well. No, well, he, he was a, great, yeah. He yeah. was, well, yeah. He was, he was. No, he was good. He was good. Um, but, you, but you look at what Trey Hendrickson's doing, the level at which yeah, he's playing. No, he's agree, playing at I a agree. pro bowl, arguably all pro level at the moment. Yeah. I mean, he's, and I, you know, with the greatest respect to the other guys on that D-line, you take him out of the mix and, you, you know, you are all of a sudden, your pressure is very much down. Yeah. So, I mean, he could quite easily on his own be the difference between winning and losing that game yesterday. Yeah, no, I understand. But what I liked about, I mean, uh, Seattle got into the red zone four times. Yeah. And I think there was there was a couple of turnovers. I think or one turnover. There was a couple of turnovers on downs. Yep. And you know a stop for a field goal. I think, but we uh, we stopped them in the red. It, it felt like that Kansas City game. Yeah. Up in Arrowhead, not last year, but the year before. 
um, when Hubbard, like, they all just, like, got, they just up to gear. Yeah. Their red zone defense has always been quite good. The whole, like, bend, yeah. don't break scenario, yes, that, that really one. worked well down the stretch last year. And, you know, they do give up yards, they do give up plays, like you said, but they have got that in them to just be like, right, we're going to not let them in the end zone. And they and, know how to yeah, do it. exactly. They know how to do it. It's almost like they're not they're not toying with the opposition because that, that um, you know, the inference there is that they're kind of, taking the piss and they're disrespecting the opposition they're not doing that but they just know when to slam the yep. door yep. they're just sort of controlling things controlling things controlling things and then bang they're kind yep. of you know they shut the door um, really great battle between Metcalf and yeah, Cam yeah. Taylor Britt yeah. yesterday what a what a player he's turned out to be both personality I mean we've, we've obviously been a friend of the podcast is Cam um but he's just, uh, he's just a great personality. Yep. And, you know, when CJ Uzama left and people like that, real heart and soul of the locker room, you kind of think, who's going to take that over? Yeah. And he, point. him and Carrots have done that. He's just yep. brilliant fun, brilliant energy, and he's getting better on the field. He's getting better yeah, and better. Yeah, he looks a million dollars a geezer. And that was a great battle with Metcalf yesterday. They were they were at it all the time. Yeah. Metcalf was being a big, a big, big muscly baby basically, <laughs> and throwing his toys out the pram all the time. Did you see that bit yeah, where he yeah, yeah, shoved yeah. him to the ground? That yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that shows that how the level he's playing at, locking yeah. up an elite yeah, receiver yeah. like DK Metcalf. Elite might be a bit of a push for DK, but yeah. certainly physically, you're not going to play many other guys. And that's what he was doing a good job at. He was stuffing DK uh, K Metcalf at the line. He yeah, wasn't afraid yeah. to go toe to toe. He was giving it back with him. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was absolutely. Giving, giving out a bit, handing out, handing uh, out. That's that's the difference as well for this team moving forward in terms of how good is this team going to be like in terms of like a legacy? Is it just going to be like, you know, you've got to pin all your hopes on Joe Burrow? You want these young guys to come through and really be leaders, pro bowlers, you know, really be a core part of it. And we've seen in the past with draft picks not make it, you know, get pick them in the second, third rounds, people not come through quite as you might like. But recent draft classes you've got to take your hat off to the front office because there's been some very very good picks there guys that are stepping up your Dax Hills your Cam Taylor Brits Andre Yoshivas you know we'll get onto that in a minute but what a you know what a revelation that is to get a guy in the fifth round who's already getting his first touchdown pass before the bye week so really nice to see this young generation stepping up and making the team better because we did lose some fantastic players in the off season as we know and we will do this yeah exactly you need them to keep plugging those guys. and you can add in DJ Turner to that one yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To that mix because he came on yesterday and played the majority of the game when Cheeto went out. Yeah, yep. And uh, you didn't notice. I mean, you didn't notice him no, really because no. he played well um, against a really good savvy receiver in Tyler Lockett. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Lockett and Metcalf are a hell of a combo. Well, and, and Jackson uh, Smith and Jigby yeah, as well. First round that, pick. That's a yeah. really good yeah, trio. Absolutely starting trio. Um, and, that, and Bobo and Bobo Doc, uh, <laughs> one of our flock Andrew Dockerell you may know him from our, his uh, draft coverage at Dockers uh, that was one of his little late round favourites yeah. so um, Bobo 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 um, yes but uh, Taylor Britt's interception 
I mean, he had a he had a crucial PBU uh, at the goal line, didn't he? Yep. And then that leaping salmon like <laughs> interception that was mad. That what a, pure what athleticism. A, oh, it's unbelievable! It, yeah, got the, yeah got his hands on it, and it was a good return. You yes, know, he that's took right, he yeah, took yeah. that from sort of the 30, 35 yard line, I think, all the way across midfield into field goal range, and the offense did nothing with that. They didn't move the ball. It was actually a three and out, no yards, yeah, yeah. and because he got them into field goal range, that's three points that he's earned the team. Yeah, so yeah, yeah a real standout performance from him and you know he's only year two he, he's only going to start getting better from there you know and good to see Mike Hilton get a, an interception yeah, I love Mike Hilton yeah everyone loves Mike Hilton but I think he has been not been subpar maybe he has but that people have been yeah. targeting him a little yeah, bit in yeah. coverage that yeah. is yeah, we know what a monster he is a in kind of blitzes and the run game and you know mm. he's very very a, like an attack dog he is he's like an attack dog isn't he but he's and he's again brilliant personality um so the defense really shut that door um late in that fourth quarter i mean it was fourth down wasn't it inside yep. the 10 and it was it was all or nothing really and thankfully it was all for us and nothing for the seahawks but yeah they're a good team and um it was a, it was a tight game and um, but goodness me I thought we made a bit of a meal I mean you have to give the, the we're going to get onto the offense obviously obviously now because it's a different story on that side of the ball as the defense gets better and better seemingly the offense is kind of get regressing each week well and I think that's one thing for the defense as well to give them even more credit is they've been on the field a lot you yeah, know some of these yeah. drives that we're putting them in those positions you know a lot of punts a lot of quick t- you know turnovers that, you know they're on a field a lot they're getting yeah. beaten down physically it's taking it out of you yeah. from a stamina perspective so you've got to say for, you know thank goodness really that they have put up and a lot of those you know their stats probably with the yards and things like that won't necessarily look fantastic because like I said they have been out there a lot defending good teams yeah. so so, yeah, I think, yeah, it moves segues nicely, isn't it, into... Yeah, and I, I think, first of all, you've got to give the Seahawks' defence credit as well yeah, because yeah. that's a good defence with yeah. good players, with good uh, good cornerbacks, uh, good pressure. My mate, my best mate is a, is a Seahawks fan. He said, watch out for Boye Mafé. He's, he's, yep. he's the geezer that you're going to be... And I think he, I think he wasn't... But we, we sort of contained the pass rush not too bad, I thought, yesterday. Especially when you consider yeah. Orlando Brown went out and Cody Ford, of all people, kind of came in. That was like, when you see his name on the uh, on a a left jersey, tackle. you're like, oh, yeah. God, it's going to be bad. Uh, but no, fair play to him. He did okay from what I can see. Maybe, you know, once we see the PFF grades, that might tell a different story. But um, so started off well. March down the field yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. What were we? Fourteen three up. Fourteen seven. Fourteen seven up, and then it was fourteen ten, wasn't it? And then seventeen ten or so. But yeah, look good. Yeah. Um, but if you look at Burrow's uh, stats, right, twenty four of thirty five for one hundred eighty five yards. Mm. Anybody that's completing twenty four passes, you'd expect them to get near to the three hundred yards. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that tells you how they were moving the ball. Yep. It really was sort of short, sharp, little dinks and dunks. Um, and that kind of stopped, really. I, I don't know what happened. What did you think? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, I do feel like this offense for a while now, and this is not just a symptom of this season. I think the back end of last season as well at times, it really is up and down, to say the least. You know, they'll go on 
outrageous stints where there were two, three, four drives that just seem unstoppable and Chase is involved and they're, you know, they're really sort of moving the ball quite efficiently and it just doesn't, nothing seems like a problem. And then it just goes to shit, to put it politely. Yeah. You know, you can't do anything. There's drop passes. It's I mean, there's the run game look- that is not, do- the run game hasn't done anything for a long time. I think Joe Mixon, you know, his stats aren't too bad because he's the only one running it. But the actual yeah. like output, I mean, it must be, the 30th or worst rushing attack in the league. We are the 32nd ranked offense. uh, Which is, when you think about players... Yeah, uh, it's absolutely crazy. what has happened? I don't understand it, like you say. And and weirdly... that is bonkers. Is that that live now with a 32nd, like... Yeah, Yeah. it's absolutely wild. Um, It's... uh, We always struggled, didn't we, at the start in games. Mm. Like with scripted plays, couldn't figure them out. Yeah, and then got better as the the game went on. And this year it seems to be the other way around. We we the first couple of drives looks they look immaculate. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's just terrifying the thought that you've got people like the Panthers who haven't won a game, got a rookie yeah. quarterback, nowhere near the level of talent at running back in theory or at wide receiver. Yeah. Same with the people like the Patriots who have been woeful. And statistically, we're worse off with Joe Boy out there looking healthier. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, you know, a much improved supposedly offensive line. I I do think questions have to come because the offense yesterday put us in a position to lose that game. They just did nothing in the second half. They kept giving the ball back to Geno Smith and almost begging him to say, go on, son. And we're we're one play away, really, at the end there. You know, you're third and eight, fourth and eight, uh, basically like, you know, a yard away from it being third and fourth uh, and goal. That would have been a complete. Could have been the season over at two and four. You know, yeah, you'd be so yeah. far back. Everyone in the AFC North's got a, you know, a five hundred record or better at the moment. It's very, very competitive league. A lot of good teams, you know, around the AFC. You couldn't afford Breeze going two and four with the Forty ers and Bills coming up next. And it worries me a lot. And I do think I don't think we should just sit here and be like, oh, they've got two weeks, they'll figure it out, it'll be fine. I do think there's got to be slightly deeper questions asked because it hasn't been right for a while. Six weeks is a long time. I know you can label. Joe Boy's excuse, um, not excuse, but his injury is like, you know, one of the key reasons behind that. But I think there needs to be some deeper soul search in there, whether it's Callahan, whether it's the run game, or it's Frank Pollock, you know, what is the problem there? Because, yeah. and I'm, know, sh- I'm sure that yeah. you know, they're as flummoxed as we are. Um, like you mentioned Tyler Boyd yesterday, and I thought he's had a really quiet season. Yeah, yeah. And yet the fir- he, he was involved heavily yeah, in that yeah. first sort of, quarter and first half and I thought great that's it's really good to see Tyler score a touchdown and you know I think he had seven catches or whatever um, but that second half like you said they just kept giving I think I think uh, someone tweeted out uh, the results of the the last sort of half a dozen possessions for the Bengals and it was punt punt interception yeah uh a field goal where they didn't move any anywhere. No, they yeah, just, you know, yeah, maybe a yard or whatever, and then punt, punt. Yeah, and it's like wow. Yeah, <laughs> well, really it's at, it's at home. The offense scores fourteen points, and you're not going to win many games at home scoring fourteen points. And you got the field goal no. out of Cam Taylor Britt, but yeah, I mean, it just what what do you think it is? Like, did you? I mean, it, I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll leave it there then. Yeah, thank you. Good night. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it. They do. I want to say that, that everyone's saying it's execution. Chase was saying that they got, they, you know, they were all running their routes and they were all 
you know, in and out of their breaks really well, separation, yada, 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 uh, in the first half. And in the second half, for whatever reason. And again, you're going to have to take your... They might, Seattle might have um, made some major adjustments in mm. both coverage and the, their approach, uh, uh, you know, rushing packages and whatnot. But I, st- I don't think Joe, Joe Boy was on it last night either, particularly. No. He was throwing balls behind people. He, yeah, there were some key drops as well, but you know he's not quite in sync and with the timing. So, and also, you know, I understand why Zach and Callie were kind of keeping things conservative. You know, with these little swing passes and the yeah, um, you know, screens and the checkdowns and all the rest of it. When Burrow's injured and he's not been able to, he wasn't able to move around. Yeah, but now he is, and yet they're still quite conservative. So yeah, I want to. I think everyone just wants just wants to see them stretch the field a bit. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, then again, uh, they did last week. Yeah, but yeah, Arizona are one of the worst no. teams in the league, and, I, and I, now I, I we're don't playing think, yeah. a defense that well, exactly, yeah. that's really quite good. So the, the the thing that we've got to figure out now we're playing arguably the best defense in the league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got to figure it out mm. on how to stretch these these good defences because I think you're right against your Cardinals you know Houston's coming up well then they're not going to be pushovers no, I no, don't no. think you know but you would imagine that that would be quite a good free-flowing offensive yep. game um, but man it's just perplexing I think it might be just as ever it's like a mixture of everything yeah really. I think Joe Boy's injury goes without saying and I still think he's probably playing at you know 70-80% he probably doesn't have the the, you know the movement they quite like he's probably still from a confidence perspective you know it, when he takes off and runs you know is that calf going to be okay that'll always he be he did the back a mad scramble last yeah. night yeah he could tell he's getting there but I'm, I mean that too that's why the bye is so huge isn't it two weeks of proper yeah, rehabbing yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you've got to think at that point how many weeks would that be since he originally got the injury probably ten weeks so yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. like to think that you know the, the worst of it is gone he hasn't had any setbacks I think you've got to point the finger a little bit here at the lack of run game production, whether that's yeah, the offensive that's line, yeah, yeah. Frank Pollock or Joe Mixon, or the you know the lack of quality behind Mixon, because you know we're dead last in the, the league in rushing. Um, you're paying Joe Mixon good money to be a good running back. I don't think he's played that badly, but it, the no, run game is always difficult to quantify, isn't it? You know because. It, it, you know when the, when the running back's running well, you you give the credit to him. When he's not, often you say, "Oh, it must be the offensive line." It, it's a really t- tough one to measure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the schemes, the blocking. It's a hard one, but it's not working. You know, you, you're rarely seeing runs of more than five yards. It'll be three yeah, yards, yeah. four yards, nothing. It's short, not short situations. No, not it's at all. Not explosive. It's functional. Yeah. And, and saying Mixon's running hard, you, you cannot. They're not getting the short situations. You well, look last yeah. week at the goal line, there was a third and yeah. one yesterday. They went to Mixon, they couldn't get anything out of it. And I don't think defences believe that Joe Mixon can get past the linebackers and get into the secondary too easily. No. I think they think, the, from a speed perspective, they can, can sort of somewhat him. Yeah. contain him. And I think that potentially even limits the passing game. But, you know, you've got the bye week now. The other issue, I think, is tight ends. Well, uh, I was going to say, yeah. let, let, we're getting. We're getting we're getting functional from running back. Not not bad, not awful, but just functioning. But you know, you look at. I mean, we actually. I thought we defended Kenneth Walker really well yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he did break free one once or twice, but not for any huge game. Yeah, yeah. 
but I thought we did a really nice job on Kenneth Walker, who's, who's a good player. Um, and Charbonnet was quite quiet as well. Um, Kenneth Walker the third. Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, we kept the second and the first quiet as well <laughs> last night. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so we've got a functional running game, but I worry about that because Joe Mixon for the past few years hasn't been able to complete a full season. Mm. No fault of his own, just because, you know... Well, he, he's getting used a lot. I mean, he he's is, getting battered, he the geezer. That's right. And then... What really have you got else behind? I mean, we, I know that we really desperately want Travion to do well. They just don't want to give him a go, do they? Uh, but it's pretty obvious they don't want yeah. to give him a go. Uh, there was lots of chat last week about get P Ryan back on a on a trade from Denver. That's not going to happen. Um, so they're in a spot of bother there, and that worries me. And the tight end position worries me. I mean, again, I mean we spoke about it. It's like uh, Smith, the second round pick. All the talent and athletic talent in the world, mm. uh, injuries that happened early on, and it's just we're just not getting any production from that room, and no. um, so that could, you know, that could be that could go into why um, the offense is struggling. Uh, yeah, I think we're relying too much on Chase, you know, especially because he's doing it all at the moment. He's yeah. the, he's the deep threat. Yep, he's the checkdown guy. He's the swing pass guy. Yep. He's the guy that is in the position for tight ends catching the ball. So he's yeah. doing everything because I think it's because, you know, we haven't got a tight end at the moment. Yeah. And so it's like there's a lot of work to do, man. Statistically, if you looked at the output of the wide receivers and the tight ends and you didn't know what Jamar Chase's stats were, you'd be like, We're gonna be 0 and six. Because T. Higgins, you know, has not been too involved. Obviously, he missed one game with the yeah. injury. Tyler Boyd, like you said, very, very um, uninvolved, really, until this week. And he had a couple of catches. Nothing too big, though. And then outside of that, Yoshivas has had a bit. You know, we had obviously yeah. that good game from Trent Irwin. But again, he hasn't really featured apart from that one game. Yeah. You'd be like, goodness me, what's happened? And I think you're bang on. It has just been everything going through Jamar Chase and if you're game planning for the Bengals next week you know obviously you know you've got to be threatened by T Higgins and Tyler Boyd T Higgins not fit you know you, you can't break your rib and then come back in no, two weeks no, and no, expect no, no. to get the best out of him Yeah, and you would just say right we're gonna you know put a couple of guys on Jamar Chase and try and see what else they can do and yeah. I think there's a concern there because I don't think this offence having seen it through six weeks I didn't think it was any better than it was last year coming in apart from maybe the Orlando Brown signing but I, I think you've got to be a little bit concerned about the personnel group because this is us fully fit. You know, if Jamar yeah, Chase yeah, does yeah. get hurt or, you know, we yeah. lose Joe Mixon or you lose an Orlando Brown on the line or whatever, I've got no confidence that we could do what the Browns did yesterday with PJ Walker, you know, and no Nick Chubb and they go in there and beat the 49ers. So, yeah, and that's, I mean, 49ers <clears throat> were out, McCaffrey obviously. and True, yeah. But yeah, no, it was a great result for them, uh, I must grudgingly say. Um, but it's yeah, it's um, it's alarming. I think it is. It is a lot. Yeah, I suppose it is. Really, I am. Yeah, because yeah, the defense has been that good. If it wasn't for them, I, I genuinely think what the offense has done, you'd be lucky to have one win. And so I, you're saying you're, say, you're saying then that we we've made the three and three 
just by the skin of my teeth then really well, absolutely yeah. I don't think we've the only good game we've played the Cardinals game was a good game you, they played well in that the offence did well but I don't think we can get too excited against a 1-5 and five Cardinals team with you know Josh Dobbs out there rookie head coach you know they've not they're yeah, just not yeah. a big you know they're not bad side but they're not realistically going to be up there at the end of the season they'll probably struggle to win 4-5 or five games so you did well there but aside from that, the defence is keeping you in these games and getting yeah, us over yeah, the line. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. there's been some downright poor performances there. And you, you might look, two weeks is a long time. It'd be a long time for Burrow to rehab. It'd be a long time for them to sit there, the coaching staff, and say, right, look, how are we going to uncork this offence and uncork the 49ers? But you've you got to turn a serious corner. You really do, because you can't just yeah, you know take games against Arizona and think, oh yeah, it's all going to be fine. There needs to be some real big upgrades here. The, the offense really needs to be more dynamic. I don't know if it's because Joe Boy can't push off or whatever it is, but yeah, there's some big problems that need to be resolved there because you've got to, you know, the irony is we talk about this window being open for the Bengals. You'd argue well, it's because we've got an unbelievable defence. You know, yeah, they're, play, yeah. they're playing their tails off, really. Yeah, well, again, um, Chase said in the locker room yesterday, this this defence uh, could win us the cha- could be the thing that wins us the championship. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But it, I mean, if the offence can't sp- score points, we ain't going nowhere, frankly. No, no. And you've got that the run is outrageous coming up, and the, the only thing you can hope is that Joe Boyd, Jamar Chase, we know the talent that exists on that offence you know it doesn't disappear I just hope that when you know and the Bengals have done this before when the chips are down when the big boys yeah, come to yeah. town and they, you know the pressure's on they and ra- lights they are raise on the game, right? they raise their game and they did it in some ways it wasn't a great performance but you know the Rams are a good team it was prime time yeah, yeah. you know it, was a, it wasn't a must win but it was you know hadn't been a great start needed to get on the ball and they got it done and I think that when, you know, knowing the 49ers and the talent they've got, all right, they might be down a few players, but that is where they might say, look, what are we going to do here? Maybe raise their game like good teams can. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to need to do something like that because you can't rely on, you know, getting games against Arizona and Carolina and whoever else to try and get you to the playoffs. You've got to win some big games. The offense has got to play complementary football to the defense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and But another bright, let's finish our reazione. With a bright spot, uh, Yoshi scored his first touchdown. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. First of many, I hope. Right, let's get to your correspondence. Right, um, I think also, before we get into that, I think I should describe, I think re, uh, listeners would like to know what kind of place you live in, Nathan. And uh, it's... Um, open plan, two, two floors, right? Yep. Two I hope you don't give away what the security details. No, you know, no, I'm no, a Bengals no, no. UK fan like raided my, <laughs> uh, raided my apartment. Yeah, uh, you'll find a, a gaggle of Bengals UK <laughs> fans kipping on your living room floor at some point when you least expect it. Two floors, um, bedrooms downstairs, interestingly. That's odd one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then an open plan, a lovely open plan living room and kitchen. We're sitting in the kitchen area. High ceilings, Nathan. They are, yeah. yeah. With lots of sort of, what do you call them? Sun windows, no, what do you call them? I don't really know. I don't think I don't know. They're just windows, basically. (laughs) Not unusual, obviously. Um, sort of a sort of a muted green color palette here. It's a bit of a lofty sort of feel, isn't it? That's right, that's a good shout, yeah. Um, and I can see your sort of drinks tray there in the corner. We I can see some uh, the Campari over there, son. 
Campari spritz. Beautiful. Nice winter drink, actually, as well. Is it Campari? I, I hate Campari, though. No, no, I quite like it in the winter, weirdly. You can have it in summer or winter, but I quite like a bit With a drop of Prosecco, is that what you're saying? Campari spritz, yeah. It's yeah, a little Aperol bit sharper spritz. than yeah. Aperol, but yeah, it's yeah. quite nice. I can see a couple of bottles of wine there. No spirits, though. No, I need to do a bit of a, a bit of a shop, you know, get to restock the old the old cabinet. But I don't drink a lot at home. I, mean, I, ba- I barely drink at home. It's more for show, really, for when you come round and explain <laughs> it to our audience. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I won't go. You got a spice rack there as well. I really just restart. I'm quite proud of my spice rack, you know. I'm bit, yeah. When I cook, I love to just put loads of stuff in. I'm one do, of those people that overcomplicates things. Yeah. yeah, tries to reinvent the wheel each time, but. Oh, this is this fascinating insight into uh, <laughs> giving our listeners here. What a, a lovely rack you've got there, Nathan. Oh, thank you very much. It's all right. Right. Uh, Peter Dadswell at Dadders. Complimentary football, says Pete. When one side of the ball struggles, the other side picks them up. The D really stood up. Excellent stops, especially in the red zone. Bend, but do not break. It was no, right that ZT gave the whole D a game ball. Loved how Joey B made uh, made sure Yoshi got his first TD ball. Uh, Jamie at Trequart Beaster, satisfactory result and good to see the defence tighten up. I don't feel confident if Cody Ford needs to play at left tackle at any point going forward. Um, and another another uh, a Cody Ford related correspondence. Kate at uh, Lady Kate Blackett. Solid handle. Why on earth is Cody Ford first off the bench at left tackle? That's an interesting one because you've got uh, Deontay Smith there. You've got Jackson Carmen there. Jackson Carmen, bloody hell. You know, why Why is Cody Ford? Uh, uh, I don't know. You, you, you're he, a couple of injuries around that line from reinventing conversations we've had for two or three years. Because <laughs> right? right? if Cody Ford's coming in, who I think a lot of people didn't think would even make the team... Yeah. You know, and obviously you've, you've obviously cut Leo Collins as well, which, you know, I think, I mean, I get it from a cost-saving perspective and you don't know how healthy he was and actually how much of a difference really he would have made. But, you know, I think certainly to the average naked eye fan, you would have quite liked to have someone him coming off the bench rather than Cody Ford. So we got to, you know, I'm literally touching wood here on my on my um, my table, but we need to hope we don't get any injuries there. Because on paper, the lines are right. I think Cordell Volson struggled a bit. But apart yeah. from that, had his best game in pass protection yesterday. Good. Apparently, good, but, good. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, he's 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 been a bit of a. We don't want to be going down the Jackson Carmen conversations again, and the Dante Smiths. Do we really yeah. like uh, Martin at Dorset Bengal? Uh, tried to watch the game on my phone, staggering around Tottenham with my Ravens pal Ian. Uh, looked exciting, and the ending gave me indigestion. Or was that the Leon <laughs> Love Burger on the train after too much neck oil? I reckon it's probably the latter. Or well, actually, it could be a bit of both. Leon Love Burger is good. Is it? What is it? You don't had it? No. Well, it's just a very good vegetarian burger. Is it? Yeah, it's very good. What kind of? What do you mean? What's a Love Burger? Know, it's just it's just called the Love Burger. But what's it's good. It, what's in it then? Is yeah, it like a classic. soya protein, or is yeah. it vegetables? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soya protein. Okay, yeah, right, right. it's very good. Anyway, Martin, either way, I'm happy it's the bye week. Definitely. Mm. Uh, Pat Mibollocks at Pat Mibollocks. Um, really enjoyed the first half. The second, not so much. CTB, outstanding again. Uh, BB at Blue Bengals 5. Um, we'll take 3-3 three three after a terrible start and a rough few weeks. 
The bye week comes at a good time. Our next two games determines who we are this season. Are we legit contenders or have we taken a step backwards? Well, we'll address that in a little mm, while. That's a good question. Paul at Picar Burns. Um, looking better than three weeks ago. Hope the team carry the winning run when they come back from the bye. Uh, here, here. Richard uh, Murgatroyd at Richard Merg 90 um, thank the footballing gods we have a good D two of our three wins belongs to them the O needs to continue to improve if we are going to uh, be able to take on this juggernaut of a schedule CTB is player of the season so far it's a bold statement but that, I think you did get some support behind that statement to be honest I think he's the most surprising improvement of the season I think you probably want to look at Trey Hendrickson I'd say maybe so far yeah, would be yeah. for me I think you could argue Jamar Chase but then I think you could also not argue it's that. interesting isn't it because the, the people that we kind of said in the in the in the pre-season that the, the guys that we want to see step up to the next level your yeah. Cordell Volsons your yeah. Zach Carters yeah your Cam Taylor Brits, yeah, really, only Cam Taylor Brit has done that. I think, I think Dax Hill's played well. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. He has played very well, actually. Yeah, and Nick Scott played better yesterday. Yeah. I think. Um, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I think CTB is definitely oh, without question. He's yeah. just he's just continued his progress. I think he's just done really well. Yeah. John Kennelly at John Kennelly twenty four. Run the ball, he says. The offence is not operating well and needs better play calling execution. Separately, I live in Connecticut and will also be in Cincy for the Bills game. It would be great to meet. Well, John. There we go. Yes, uh, 35 British Bengals fans will be over in Cincinnati in about three weeks' time for the um, Sunday night game against the Buffalo Bills. So we can't wait. There's a lot of excitement in our group. Uh, and yeah, we're going to be hanging out at the tailgates and no doubt a few bars. So yeah, we'll, we'll let you know what's going on, John. Um, LD, uh, LD underscore UK4. Shocking handle. <laughs> it doesn't trip off the tongue, does it, that one? <laughs> really glad to be grinding out wins whilst the offence stutters for consistency. Our defence has really stepped up the last two games. Two really tough games after the bye, though. Don't want them to kill the momentum. The AFC North looks like a real dogfight. It really does, doesn't it? Um, and um, bloody hell, Ron Reed <laughs> at Ron Reed three eight seven zero eight seven five three. Shocking handle, Ron. You should have just left it, mate. At Ron Reed, that's a great name, that is, isn't it? <laughs> Um, anyway, Ron says defense saved their bacon for sure. Not much offense in the second half. No, he says not much. This is a typo, obviously. So I'm not I'm not ripping the mick out of you, Ron. To be it is quite funny. Not much offense in the third half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a side note, uh, there is talk of bringing the Super Bowl to London. Thoughts on this? Okay, so. We discussed that me and my new pal Paul Dana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we discussed the whole London game thing, uh, but I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it because my thoughts on it, it feels like the fact that the Jags were over here for two weeks mm. was a bit of an escalation. Yeah, uh, a bit more of an intent maybe, or just kind of moving the experiment on just to see how a team would 
be you know over here for two weeks um i don't know about i don't know i the the whole question about oh will there be a london team or whatever it might be seems to come up whenever there's a much more high profile game yeah you know when there's a crappy game with two crappy teams which is the london games have kind of been known for no one really talks about that yeah. but when you get bills versus jags it's kind of like the, the 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 talk starts up again. You know what I mean. So I've got quite a lot to say on this. Oh God, keep it keep it light, Nathan. Keep no, 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 it I, short. I I don't think they should bring the Super Bowl over here. No, you don't. I don't know. Right, okay. I think it's not a gimmick, but the Super Bowl's the biggest sporting event in the world. It, it, you know, a lot of people are out. If your team's in the Super Bowl and you're a Forty ers fan or you're somewhere on the West Coast. Yeah. I, I think it is. I don't think it's fair that you've got to go all the way to London to do that. I just, you know, some people might want to, but it, I, I think for the average fan that can't afford it and that might be a season ticket holder or whatever, that's a big, big ask. And you know, we, we've been blessed in London. We get a lot of games every year. You know, they've been ramping up over here. I don't think we need a Super Bowl. I think you, you know, keep that, you know, in the US where the sort of native market is for it. The, the other thing I'd say, I was watching the, the Sky Sports build up for. Um, the Ravens and the Titans game at the weekend and you know the coverage and everything is alright but the one thing that I think slightly frustrates me perhaps it's just because I've been a fan for a slightly longer time etc yeah. but it's this constant narrative of oh the atmosphere is really good at the games and yeah. oh it's so great to be in London and like look you know everyone's having a good time and like the, oh you, the atmosphere is so good it's like yeah. they've been coming here for 10-12 years they're coming here multiple times it's all been seen and done before it's great but you know the reality is is that I don't think you can replicate an atmosphere. I mean, I've been to the Wembley games, I've been to the Tottenham game, I've been to you know multiple games, been to the Bengals one. The reality is, the harsh reality is that you know the atmosphere in the US stadiums is far better because everyone's supporting the same team. And yeah. I think the lack of the problem is is it's a bit more of a family atmosphere. It's a very pleasant atmosphere, mm. you know. But the reality is you've got Cardinals fans there, you've got Titans fans there, you've got Ravens fans there, you've got Bengals fans there. You know, it's kind of more of a neutral atmosphere. It's yeah, yeah. like I said it's pleasant but I just think sometimes like Sky and some of the, the broadcasting companies I, I know like you, you made a good point when we talked about this the other day about if it was a bit more of a, a you know a terrestrial TV audience you're trying to pick up new people and I think you obviously still are to an extent on Sky but I almost think you want to get into the game a bit more you know take it a bit slightly higher level and just get past this narrative of oh we're in the UK look it's all a bit of a novelty it, it's not anymore they've been here for a long time and I think they need to sort of go with that you know how, how yeah. long is that going to last so that's almost having to justify the fact yeah, that yeah. they're over here and it is what it is you know but I think we're very lucky to have the games over here I think yeah. the, the, the logical next step for me is that the Jags split half of their time between Jacksonville and London but aren't they aren't they they're fully committed now to renovating their stadium oh are they yeah so that okay. I mean again I'll, I'll repeat what I said on hear that podcast growling I, I think why shouldn't there be uh, an AFC Europe like another division sort of thing oh, and then the winner oh. would just go into a wild card or something like that you know there's oh, enough players to go around yeah. um, what you mean like expanding the league to like 34, 35 or 36 teams yeah or something. like having a division like basically you know, so there'd be a, a German team a British team say a French team or a Spanish team for argument's sake with obviously just US based players oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. logistically it'd be a complete nightmare though wouldn't it but then why you know we've got the 17th game that's what the 17th game was invented for that concept mm. for for taking that 17th game I mean there might be at some stage in the future each 
team's 17th game will be played elsewhere. Do you, do you think there's, there's a risk, especially with taking the franchise this Europe, of diluting the product? Yes. But, I mean, come on, it's money. It's just greed and money. Yeah. And, you know, the NFL is a machine and it, it, it would probably want... You know, they'd, they'd have a game in space if they fucking could. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and who knows whether that... You know, they could have a... They could have a, a game at non-football style. I mean, I made the argument they could have a, a game at, say, Lollapalooza, or Where? You know, like the festival, the music festival. Right, right. Like you'd have all the music, and then you know you'd have a game just on the side somewhere. <laughs> Um, they could do anything they wanted to. They, they, They're much more open to it, the NFL, I think, yeah. than, than other like leagues. Like Paul was saying, why yeah. don't you have a game at one of the big college? Uh, why don't you have it at Canton um, mm. one year? Why don't you have it, um, God, why don't you have it at the Coliseum in Rome or somewhere like that? You know, big kind of one-off, marketable, crazy mm. events. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I'm kind of with you because, I could see a Super Bowl in London, though. I could see it. Yeah, I, I could see it. Because, I... you know, you'd pop the roof on. Yeah. And I think they'd, they'd probably love that. Actually. I think you could also probably see something like the draft being in London. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. That, that sort of thing, definitely. Yeah. But the danger is, of course, the more you globalise something, uh, the, the less your local kind of American sports fans mm. are kind of, you know, they feel no doubt feel a bit disgruntled really well especially the Super Bowl because the time difference what time are you going to play that game in London it'd have to be at 8pm wouldn't it yeah so it'd be an afternoon kickoff, which, yeah. which is totally different yeah. to, the, to the to the well Eastern that is you know but so if you're in Hawaii or you're on the West Coast or something that yeah, might yeah, be at like yeah. you know 11 in the morning or you something you never understand why there's not been a Super Bowl in, in Hawaii that would be so much well, fun, yeah, yeah, well yeah yeah but anyway I, I think the scope is there to do what the hell they want and knowing the NFL, they will do what the hell they want, regardless of any fan, you know, anger or yeah. or indifference. You know, I mean, why not have a Super Bowl in London? I think it would do really well because you know uh, we've got the hotels and the infrastructure, we've got the yeah. stadium with a roof as well, a retractable roof. Um, so why not? You know, but I'm, I I could see that. I, I'm not personally for no, it. No, I'm like you. The reason why, and this is going to sound quite snobbish. And, you know, I've been to, like, four or five of the International Series games because mm. it's given me an opportunity to um, see the likes of Eli Manning and Tom Brady and Randy Moss and all that kind of lot. Yeah. So, you know, it's been great. But I got into the sport, one of the reasons is because it's American. No, I know. Exactly. I completely agree with that. I and I know that. that sounds snobbish, but... No, I agree. Um, I, I, I want my American sports to be American. Yeah. Really. No, no, I agree with that. Anyway, there we go. Um, well, let's get let's uh, let's get back to this question of are we or can we be legit contenders at the moment? I mean, we can. We've got all mm. the talent in the world, but it feels a bit like there's some blockages there that need to be unblocked somehow. Yeah, especially on offense. I say the defense is get starting to get there, and it's great to. To watch those guys kind of really going for it, and Cam Taylor Britt and Dax Hill and mm. DJ Turner and all these guys, Jermaine Pratt and Wilson making plays as well. Um, are we legit? I, I don't oh, think we are at the moment. I have to no, say, no. I mean, if you were looking at power rankings, I'm not sure you put us inside the top ten. I think if you were, you'd be doing it based on you know what you could I think see. We on. might be about middle of the pack at the moment. Yeah, right? I, I think if you're looking at it on paper, you'd 
probably give us a bit higher and you're looking at it on previous seasons, you put us higher. But my concern is that the offence is in, like that something massively needs to change on offence. I don't think it's just going to be a couple of quick fixes necessarily. It could be, but it also feels like there's, a, you know, you've got to move a lot for it to get to where we want it to be. My worry with the defence, as good as they are and they have been, it's young, it's inexperienced. You know, there are a lot of guys out there like your Jordan Battles and your, you know, your Cam Taylor Brits, even though he's playing well at the moment, that, you know, they're stepping up, they're playing at a good level, but, you know, they're not a top five, top 10 defence. They can't, I don't think they can carry the offence to be a contender deep into the playoffs. So I think we've got to go a long way. They can do it, they've done it before. But I'd like to see the Bengals, and I don't think we'll see them do this. It would be a big, big change from the norm. I'd like to see them sit there and go, look, we're three and three. We're more than in contention. You know, we're only a game or so out of um, first place in the AFC North. You know, it's all quite, you know, congested. No one's um, five or six and oh. I'd like to see him be a bit aggressive and look around the league and say, look, you know, who's available here that we could pick up for sort of cheap and then dump at the end of the season, worst comes to worst, because I just they need a bit of an injection, a bit of a spark, be it a sort of tight end that's out there, a running back, um, you know, maybe a defensive player just to sure things up that's out there. You know, you've seen like the Rams, I've said it a million times, what they did to win the Super Bowl when they beat us that year, they were really, really aggressive. They went and got Odell Beckham, they went and got a few other players, you know, to really give them that thing. You know, they felt like it was their year. I'd like the Bengals to do that rather than just sort of, you know, half-heartedly, stubbornly being like, nope, nope, we've, we know what we're doing here and we've got to move forward because it, it's not, you know, you're potentially risking a glorious season, you know, where you've got the players there, you know, you're not necessarily going to have T Higgins next year, there's going to be a few players that are top-tier players that are going to go. I think go. we will, I think we will have T next year, I think we'll franchise. Right, okay, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's you know, you might not always be in this position, so I, I just would like to see a bit of intent there for them to go out and say, look, actually we might need to make a few moves here or do something a bit more drastic to try and spark some life, because yeah. we definitely could be contenders. Yeah, yeah, 100%, we've got the talent, definitely. Um so it just needs a bit of something different. And, and, and the, the gutting thing last night, I know it's easy to look back in hindsight, but we we stuck around in the bar afterwards to watch some of the red zone, didn't we? And we saw mm. Michael Mayer making plays for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, Sam Laporte's having a cracking yeah. you know, yeah. um, rookie season. And then all the if-onlys start to come yeah, out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you said something really interesting. I don't think we... I can't... We're at that stage where we really shouldn't be looking at playoffs at the moment. We have to think about winning that division. Because like you said, we are only a game or so back from the Ravens. We've got the Steelers coming up. We've got the Ravens, what, after the Bills game, I think it is? Possibly, yeah. Um, So we've just got to concentrate on, on our division because it's pretty tight in there. And if we can just put a few wins together, I, I actually, you know, just seeing... How hard Cleveland played last night against the 49ers, then you know, I think we might have a chance. You know, we might mm. do, depending on, you know, they're a great team and everything, but um, who knows? I think we've got a chance against the Bills, mm. um, and I think, you know, we've got a chance against the Ravens as well, uh, because they've been struggling the last couple of weeks, although winning quite annoyingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we play them tough for a half in yeah. when we lost. Um, 
So I don't know. It's all there to play for, isn't it? But um, you've, you've basically got to win seven out of your last eleven because that gets you to ten and seven. Yeah. You'd you'd like to think at ten and seven, you've got a chance. You've then, got a you? decent chance. But to that get would be that would be a wild card. That would yeah, be no, that wouldn't be a division. Well, you never know actually without yeah, a division the way no. things are shaping because teams are going to beat each other, aren't they? That's the thing. Yeah, and yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, everyone in the division's already lost two games, I believe. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. you know, I think ten and. Seven are probably. I mean, it's, you'd certainly be right there or thereabouts with yeah. ten wins. Yeah, but, no, I agree. But that that's going to be hard. You know, seven out of eleven with the you know you've got oh. Chiefs in there, the Bills, like you said. Yeah, you know, the Forty yeah. Niners. Yeah. There's some yeah. really talented teams. Well, we've um, got Houston. And the, we've also got the Vikings. Uh, Houston. Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean they're playing Houston really team. well. The Colts. Yeah. Three Colts and three, you, same record as us. Colts, you probably fans that Anthony Richardson's gone out and the other yeah, yeah, yeah. coming back. The Colts and the Vikings, you'd like to think the Vikings might trade some people away. They're, they're games that you you know you'd like to think you could have. I'm not being funny. You'd like we got to sweep the Steelers. I think if we because we need some AFC North wins. Yeah, the Steelers. Let's be honest, they're, they're gritty, but that's where you've really got to back yourself to go in there and yeah. you know get two wins off them. You've got to get the Browns back. You know, yeah, we've got yeah. to get a win against them, especially you know with the situation there with Watson out at the moment and. Nick Chubb down yeah like that's a game that you've got to fancy yourself so to the, the divisional side of it yeah the Ravens would be tough we know that how tough yeah, they yeah, are yeah, away yeah. from home as well but again but, they're not playing great though no no their yeah. offense is a bit like ours it's sort of got the talent yeah, but, yeah 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 well there we go we head into the bye week uh, at least at 500 so you know you have to say that's a good job by the, yeah. by the lads to get to claw it back but now they really yeah, now the fun really starts, I think. Um, Nathan, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank uh, you for coming, sir. It's a delight to be in the same room uh, again doing this podcast. Uh, let's let's do it again. Let's not leave it for another couple of years, perhaps, um, <laughs> and do it again soon. But, yeah, thanks for having me, man. And uh, it'll be back to Skype next week, won't it, really? Absolutely. No, pleasure having you, mate. And an excellent meet-up last night. Thank you to everyone that came out in Manchester and London. Yeah, 100%. And there will be uh, another couple of meetups before the end of the season. Uh, TBC. Uh, right, OK. Well, I'm going to pack my bags and drive northwards back to the Midlands. While I do that, I should be whistling to the tune of It's a Who Day from me. And a Who Day from me. Cheers, guys.
And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.